Some content in this program might not be suitable for all audiences, so listener discretion is advised. The Anime Bonsai Podcast is not affiliated with companies, organizations, groups, and blogs other than those represented by Utah Anime Promotions. Although the information discussed on this program is believed to be accurate, neither its hosts, guests, nor the sponsors of this program make any representations or guarantees as to its accuracy or completeness. All works discussed in this program are copyrighted by the representative companies, and any opinions expressed by individuals on this program are opinions only and do not reflect those of Utah Anime Promotions or its subsidiaries. For those of you still listening, congrats, we're done with the boring part. As you've probably figured out by now, this is a podcast, and as such, it's not intended to be broadcast to large audiences. This means we don't have to play by the same rules as those types of broadcasts either. So if you're the type that thumps religious books and objects to colorful language, this might not be for you. If you're not, we need to hang out more. So as a friend of ours has been known to say, Kamehameha, bitches, bring it on. Before we begin, I just have a few announcements to make. If you've attended Anime Bonsai in the past and you have any comments, suggestions, or would like to see change, let us know. Or better yet, volunteer. Anime Bonsai is completely run by volunteers, and it's hard to improve things if people don't come help. Speaking of volunteers, Anime Bonsai needs volunteers. If you're willing to help out, we would love to hear from you. For information, you can visit the message boards, you can email volunteers at animebonsai.org, or the best method is just to come to one of our planning meetings. These planning meetings are currently held once a month at the Salt Lake City Downtown Library. This way, we can talk to you in person and discuss how you can best help with the convention. Now, volunteering has benefits, so if you're interested, we would love to hear from you. Welcome back. This is our second podcast. With me today, we have Aletha, who's in charge of cosplay. This year. <laughs> okay, we have Danny, who is our guest liaison. Hey folks, how's it going? We have Aaron, also known as Gord, who is registration. Gordo works fine. Hello. We have Danny, who goes by Bentley, because we have lots of Dannys around here, who is in charge of our viewing rooms. Hello, hello. And we also have Joe. He is in charge of the AMV contest. As far as I know, how <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now that we've got everyone introduced, um, we'll first start with Aletha. I'm Aletha. I'm the cosplay head. Many of you probably already know that cosplay changed hands in 2010. It was my first year in charge of the cosplay contest, and there were a lot of changes. This year, we've got big changes again, but uh, not quite so big as from 2009 to 2010. <laughs> I don't know. I'd say going from a two or three hour delay to a... 10 to 20 minute delay. It was a pretty big change. Okay, it was 20 minutes. We started 20 minutes late. We ended 20 minutes late. I think I can cut it down in 2011. I'll see what I can do. We, we so can live much, with that. We pretty much you ran on time. I, more or less. You were, you less. were on time for Utah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one fact. Okay, <laughs> standard, okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, but actually the biggest change that I want to get out there that I want everybody you know, pass this on to anybody who's interested in cosplay on either side of the stage. We are moving cosplay one hour earlier. The cosplay contest will be running from 5 to 8 p.m. on the Saturday of the con. This is important because if you show up at 6 o'clock to try to get into the cosplay contest, you'll have missed almost a third of the contest 
So every year we get a lot of amazing, amazing cosplayers. If you show up at six o'clock to get into the contest, you're going to miss a great show. The other thing that's going to be changing this year, which will allow even more cosplayers into the contest, is we are adding an expo category. The reason that we're adding the expo category, which will be unjudged, there's no first place, there's no second place, although judges' awards may still be awarded. That's when a judge says, that is the best thing I've ever seen because, and gives you a special award. It's completely outside of the regular ranking system. <laughs> sorry, the Chocobo, it, it was playing to the crowd. I'm sorry. You that's, know? Yeah, that's playing to the judge. That's playing to the judge. <laughs> and then sadly, they were not there to get their prize. No, no, but uh, she did pick it up the next day. Oh, okay. So, uh, and I, I hear that Worky got some bird time with the costume later. Uh, <laughs> do I want to ask him? Better, better yet, do I want to ask him? <laughs> doesn't doesn't sound too bad. I, although I did hear the story at a party. Oh my! However, uh, but what's going on is there were some cosplayers last year that had put together a great costume, but they didn't make it. It was bought, or uh, there was another case. You may have seen Doctor Who walking around you know, with a TARDIS. And since that was an anime, it wouldn't have been allowed into the contest under last year's rules. So what we're doing this year is we will have an expo category, and that category will be open to original characters. It will be open to non-anime characters. It will be open to people who bought their costumes. So anybody who wants to walk can walk. It's just not a judged category. So people who didn't make their costumes are not allowed in the normal contest? No, the regular master class, intermediate, and beginner's class costume contests are for people who made their own costumes. You'll want to check the rules. The rules have been tightened up a little bit this year, so you can actually see how much you had to do on your own. Obviously, I'm not going to begin to expect a beginner to have made their own shoes or sewn every line in their costume. But I do expect people to take part <laughs> in the making effort, of their yeah. costume. Yeah. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Honestly, I'm going to tell you the truth. My sewing skills, they're not that great. But when I make my own costumes, I do all of the fabrication myself. I do my own wigs. There, there's a lot of different ways that you can be putting in that 20%, 40%, 60% that we're requiring that you put in on your own costume. The new rules have been updated for this year, and they will be on the Anime Bonsai website as soon as it goes live. You can already see them in the Anime Bonsai forums on the cosplay contest. Pretty much the, the key thing is to read the rules, and if you have questions, contact you. Yes, and... Don't forget, at the top and bottom of every set of cosplay rules, the cosplay head has the final say. So if you, pretty much if you don't like it, you need to deal. No, if you don't like it, you need to email me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Communication is important. None of the staff members are psychic. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you have a question, if you have an exception, Shut if you're up, you. not sure if you qualify, let me know. I'll be happy to review your skit and get back to you. So this year, there's a few things that I've been getting on the boards, a lot of questions. I made a new rule. We're not getting into my reasons for the new rule. You can email me. But I defined skit. A skit is something with 
lines and a plot. It's not necessarily something that you say copied directly out of the entire show. Or uh, a musical number that you copied directly out of the entire show. Excerpts. Or... But uh, if you do have singing or dancing in your skit, that doesn't necessarily disqualify you. Send me a script. Send me an audio clip. Either one of these things or both, I'll be happy to review it, let you know if, it's, if it qualifies. Also, you know, it's the same, it's the same old thing. Uh, original characters, they go in expo. Non-anime characters, they go in expo. But if you're not sure, let me know. Cite some sources. Those are the most common questions I've gotten about the rules so far. And don't we have a special event just for people that have um, skits that are singing or stuff like that or that's related? There is an event called Bonsai on Broadway, and it has been confirmed to be moving forward. And that's all anime-related dance numbers. And the rules will be going up on the website that goes ahead and that goes through the events committee as well. So if you've got questions about Bonsai on Broadway... You can go ahead and email the events at animebonsai.org. Pan is really great about checking through with those. Okay, great. So next down the list, we have Danny, who is our guest liaison. How are you doing? Oh, I'm awake, which uh, kind of beats the rest of the week. My job gets me up fairly early in the morning, so it was lovely to be able to sleep in today. (laughs) So what do we have planned so far for this year? Well, um, we've still got a lot of feelers out uh, that... There's definitely a ton of interest in getting different various bodies. And uh, as a matter of fact, there's a very uh, avid discussion on the forums as far as uh, who people want to bring in. I'd like to let everyone listening know I do read those forums uh, practically every day just to see what sort of uh, feedback's coming through from our fans. Um, there's, there's some really interesting suggestions that I am following up on. And I can't honestly talk about that sort of negotiation because if it follows, falls through, I don't want to get people prematurely excited. That said, uh, yeah. <laughs> premature excitability. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, that could there's be bad. there's bad a whole. Boys always have that problem. I yeah, yeah. That's a whole. <laughs> bang. That's a bag of snakes. We don't get it. Want to get whoa, into. Whoa, but... whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Excited snakes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yes. Stop it over there. You're making me nauseous. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Warky is confirmed. As a matter of fact, it's it's kind of a funny story. There's been other conventions contacting Warky, trying to enlist his aid in being a guest at their conventions, and he's literally had other conventions rearranging their timetables around hours because they know he's not available. Good. Well, Warky is almost staff now. He he really is. He's kind of the unofficial bonsai liaison at every convention he goes to. He's always extolling our virtues, telling us, telling these guests he deals with what great people we are to deal with and uh, you know so he's a good liar it's <laughs> <laughs> okay. called being a mascot okay oh he wow. really is we need to get him a, a chocobo suit that he can wear without overheating that's important but good luck uh, with that. there was a girl in the cosplay contest 2010 mm-hmm. i'll give her a name. yeah i i saw the attempt to get her into her costume yes that was kind of a yes. rough the incredible thing about that girl, she actually went upstairs oh. in, the, in that costume. Oh. I, I worship her dedication. That was awesome. <laughs> Sorry. So, no offense, Warky. We all believe in you. 
Well, and you know what, Gord, he's been doing a fantastic job. Um, we do get periodic emails from just random people yeah. in the blue, uh, not necessarily guests per se, but people who are interested in coming, and uh, they have suggestions for us based on their encounters. That's probably the best word with Warky, because he is kind of a force of nature. Uh, <laughs> he comes Warky's in. Every... awesome open guy. and uh... Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think he was in he was in a random supermarket the other day and he just started chatting with someone realized they were deaf and automatically switched over to sign language to talk about the convention with them so wow. <laughs> the boys got skills <laughs> i didn't know that until he mentioned it on his facebook the other day but cool. uh, he's definitely out there he's definitely got our best interest at heart and uh, god bless him for it as far as other guests are concerned um i am shopping around there's been a lot of people uh interested in getting the word out and not only not only for just attending conventions but uh, f for the whole promotion of japan and the charity they oh. and the uh, just the fundraising efforts that are going on out there there's a lot of interest in contributing to that and we've all been reading the news there's lots of people who need help over there so i'm looking to uh, see if we can factor that into our planning and see what see what comes out of it but at this point there's not a whole lot of confirmed guests but uh negoti negotiations are ongoing as always and they will be right up until the last second i suspect well yeah um on, on the previous uh podcast we talked about bands and i i know there's a lot of people that enjoyed the slants they're fun to work with they're great folks uh yeah, and I, I heard they were coming back. They are actually going to be up in Logan at, uh, I believe it's Club Sound in April. I think it's like the 11th or the 13th. I'm, uh, I'm a little fuzzy on the date because it's been a while since I looked at the page. But uh, if you hop on the Facebook page for Anime Bonsai, both me and Sam and Tam, uh, who's their band manager, also their, I believe he does bass, um, has been on there telling a little bit about the event. But uh, tickets are like five bucks which is a screaming good deal. So if you're up in Logan... Go see the show. Yeah, it's it's on a Monday. I, I want to say it's the 11th, but I don't have a calendar in front of me at the moment. But. Yeah, so if you like the slants at Bonsai, you can, you can go see them again and... Yeah, and I would I would love to get the word out to as many people as I want as we can. I would love to have them pack that club and just help grow their audience. Um, it's actually been kind of interesting. Simon, Tam, and his crew have been battling uh, the U.S. government, the trademark office specifically, because they say they can't trademark the term slants because it's obviously got a bit of uh, a, d a derogatory aspect of it. To wow. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're not letting them trademark their band name. It's odd. Considering everything else that's out there with band names, I'm yeah, not going mean, to start I'm, naming names, otherwise we're going to have to start well, censoring we, me. But. Well, without <laughs> going into details, yeah. uh, you know, there's other bands out there with much more inflammatory names. Oh, yeah. The NWA springs to mind. Yeah. Uh, and they, they were successful in tra trademarking their group name. Well, especially for something you'd imagine it would be essentially a First Amendment protection well, issue. But. There's, there's that angle to argue um there's also the fact that uh, you know what if you take an ethnic group and that ethnic group decides to take the uh, slur that has been applied to them and kind of embrace it and say you know forget it this is our term now we'll do with it what we want and there's been plenty of examples of that yeah. in recent years but yeah. so it's it's happened before with other other terms that are previously derogatory i really don't see what the fuss is i think we've got a bunch of fogies on the trademark board yeah. <laughs> So we, we've had a lot of previous guests that a lot of people have been requesting to come back. Mm -hmm. Has there been any thought about into that? Is there anyone that we'd like to see back at Bonsai? I know we've had Sunny Strait twice, mm -hmm. and he really enjoys it. 
Sunny is Sunny is totally awesome to deal with. Um, there hasn't been any one uh, name that's been just thrown out as overwhelmingly popular to Except come back. Except maybe Vic. Except maybe Vic. Yeah, <laughs> Vic. We love Vic. He is a bit of an experience to manage because uh, most mostly due to the rabid fangirls out there. <laughs> it's kind of a policing. We have sort of... stun guns. That's yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> well, I, I remember the last time he was here. He was here with a a back injury. Yeah, yeah. And he, he was out there doing the dance charity, and he was laughing up a storm. He's he's absolutely a fun guy to deal with, and I'm not, you know, I haven't actually entered into any discussions with him. It's still on the table. It's absolutely an option, but uh, we yeah. haven't really dug in. And, and then there was the the whole thing with Sonny and his wife at the. <laughs> Year four, Sonny and his uh, Gala. his wife Gala, Gala both came up, and that was that was a lot of fun. Me and my wife were kind of the guest liaisons for those two and we got to chauffeur them around salt lake and they had a whole bunch of fun a lot of fun uh matter of fact right before they left last uh i i guess it was back in uh, 2009 they expressed an interest in popping over to temple square uh and checking out the organ because hey it's a famous landmark there's lots to see out there and because it was october the organist decided to work some holiday flavor into her performance so we got to hear Takata and Fugue on probably the most pipe, famous pipe organ in the world that was something else <laughs> well it also happens to be Gala's favorite piece yeah so it, it's kind of like we were you know if I, I, you can't buy that sort of experience it just happened spontaneously and it was the most fantastic thing I've had happen to anyone in a couple of years so they were pleased as punch they, they joked about uh coming over and joining the local denomination just for the, just for the experience of enjoying the organ on a regular basis, which I thought was kind of fun. But uh, Sonny's fantastic to deal with. I chat with him on a regular basis. Matter of fact, he's auctioning off some art to help some of the Japanese charities right now. And I think he's down at a convention in uh, Phoenix this weekend. So if you get a chance to say hi, uh, let him know that uh, Danny's rooting for him and uh, <laughs> we'd love to see him again some point. Yeah, well, well Sunny Strait seems to be a big, a big draw for a lot of people. I know the X ninety six podcast people really enjoyed his company last year. <laughs> that was, that was really funny. Just watching, uh, watching the podcast uh, broadcasters. They they kind of just reverted a few years back to their teenage years and kind of you know went went all giggly, <laughs> for the duration of the podcast. Scythe, 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 scythe. Yeah. So, you know, there was jokes about, uh, well, you know, there's, you, you obviously have lots of fans at this convention. Uh, do you ever enjoy some, you, you know, maybe some attention due to that? And Sonny, of course, is married, so he pleaded plausible deniability. But he did make the point, but, you know, there's, there's anime girls with actual tails walking around. So you can build your own joke based on that, I think. Uh, <laughs> also, ears. Yeah, there's, well, whatever, whatever your fetish is, that works. <laughs> Is the forums a good place to get updated? Absolutely. Um, I, I do feedback, and, uh, you know, like I said earlier, there's ongoing negotiations that can't really be talked about until a lot of things have been cemented. But uh, if anybody wants to talk about the experience they had with a guest or recommend them for as a suggestion, I do read those threads on a regular basis, and I'm, I'm commenting as appropriate. So keep me in the loop guys if you want to see a particular face at bonsai let me know um and i'll i'll chase it down we'll see what the possibilities are okay then i guess there's one other thing to mention uh 
I do talk to some some guests on a fairly regular basis, just gauging their availability. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. We actually had a couple of people who were up into the in the running until the very last minute at last year's bonsai, and due to various logistics, just it just didn't work out. Life happened, whatever. Um, in the instances like that, there's obviously still an interest. Sometimes we're going to be looking to bring potentially bring those guests back in later years. So sometimes we have kind of a multi-year negotiation. Um, didn't work out this year, but we still want you. Can we get you next year sort of a thing? Yeah, it makes, makes perfect sense. sense. I mean, a lot of cons book guests out sometimes one, almost two years in advance. Yeah, that, and I've, I've seen mentions uh, on various forums out on the web. So there's some, some of these uh, actors are so popular that uh, they've got engagements four years out at this point. It's wow. pretty incredible. <laughs> Either that or they only do, say, four or five a year. Yeah. And so you have to schedule far in advance. Well, as was yeah. said earlier, life happens, and mm -hmm. especially okay. with some of the older ones. Well, can't, can't wait, wait to see what you get for us this year. Yeah, I'm excited. There's uh, There's been a lot of talk and a lot of interest in that topic, and I'm sorry I'm not giving up any secrets until I can confirm the stuff. <laughs> All right. Close to your chest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, now we have Aaron or Gord for registration. Pick one. I'm okay with either. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I am this year's current and future uh, head of the registration department. I was nominally in charge last year as well, but uh, I was kind of sharing duties with a couple of gentlemen who have done it in years past and uh, provided quite a bit of background for me to work with, which was great because coming into this, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, <laughs> what? You too? <laughs> Yeah, let's not go into that. Um, those two gentlemen have since uh, moved on, and, uh, you know, good luck to them. Uh, so I'm taking over pretty much on my own this year, and uh, while not a whole lot is going to be changed between last year and this year, there, there's a couple of, you know, necessary changes. Um, as has been said uh, by both Danny and Lee that uh, as far as communication goes, the forums are an excellent way to get in touch with us. I've been a little behind on getting in touch with uh, things going on at the uh, forums. I'm going to have to take some time to get through all those threads. I, I understand there's quite a few of them right well, now. Well, we've been pitch hitting on the reg yeah, threads I, too. Yeah, I appreciate so. that. Um, <laughs> you know, kind of a drop ball in my case there, but I'm going to pick back up. Pick back up. All right. Um, well, I this is my second year working here, as I said, and uh, essentially I hope to take care of any of the problems we dealt with last year uh thankfully the lines didn't seem to be a problem the dcc's uh entryway there worked out just fine for the lines we uh had so uh, things were fairly quick moving yeah, last we, year it was pretty did, darn nice we never really had anybody going out the doors which was one of my primary concerns mm -hmm. um, yeah thankfully october we, in utah well it was it was okay it, wasn't it was, really it was fairly warm i wouldn't have been worried but um, it wasn't an issue so hey let's <laughs> see uh things that are going to come up uh first things first is we are going to have a slight price increase on registration i believe it's going to be five dollars more this year per stage i guess you could say um that's going to affect both pre-registration and day of registration so uh, for those of you who attended last year you're going to want to keep that in mind uh, we are also working on getting pre-registration opened up for this year i do aim to have that ready to go by at the very latest the last week of april we're just about ready to get uh, started on that um 
I'm not sure what the status of the website-based registration program is going to be. Uh, I don't actually have a whole lot of experience dealing with that. It was handled by one of the two gentlemen I was working with last year. Uh, instead, I believe we're going to be handling a lot of the process for handling registration through PayPal, uh, mm. mostly through their invoicing system. So for those of you who are going to be registering early, and I hope there's a lot of you, we're going to be sending out invoices that uh, you can hold on to. Uh, there were work one or two people last year who had some concern as far as coming up to the registration desk and basically saying, I know I paid, where's my tag? Uh, well, that's a good question. So in order to prevent that from happening again, we are going to make sure everybody has basically a receipt. And if there's any problems, bring that with you. Shouldn't be a problem, but you know, yep, so you don't know, you'll be right. So no major changes this year. Um, were, were we gonna have, I know there was an issue with people that showed up just for the dance. Well, uh, I, I was operating under a misapprehension that our hours for the convention were listed on the website. So when a couple of uh, people came to me and asked why we were closing at six o'clock, which didn't really happen, we actually stayed open till seven most nights, but uh, I, I was directing people, it's like, well, we had that listed on the website. Apparently we didn't. We're gonna try and make sure that that information is readily available to everybody, both on the website and at the convention itself. Um, we only have so many hours in the day that we can keep the registration desk open, uh, mostly because, as have been as have been mentioned several times, we need more people. Staffing. Holy crap, we need more people. Uh, last year, we were lucky enough to have several uh, volunteers who have consistently showed up and have really kind of pulled our butts out of the fire. Um, but we always need more. Uh, as far as the uh, question, as far as people showing up after hours, uh, that was kind of, again, a bit of a misunderstanding, and it was something that has been brought up to me two or three times, and we are planning, actually, to have uh, registration available for uh, the dances, specifically, uh, but late-night events, uh, I'm not sure if there's anything else planned right at this moment uh, beyond those, but uh, it will be possible for people who are going to be showing up either only for the dances or showing up quite a bit later in the day to pick up a... A dance pass? Basically a dance pass, yeah. They're going to be about $5 a piece, and I believe they're going to be sold at the door to the dance hall itself. Um, that has yet to be really kind of made concrete, but we're going to get so to that. So it's in the works. Then. It is in the works. It is something, though, that I do want to address because I did have uh, the experience where I was sitting down at the registration desk during those dances. I did get to see all that stuff firsthand, and I I don't want to have I don't want to do that to people again. Yeah, there <laughs> I want to make sure that doesn't happen. There was a fair amount of discussion on the boards yeah. about that too, so well, it's definitely on people's yeah, so minds. That's my fault. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, well it, faults not not the question. Uh, moving on. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like we're not concerned with yesterday. Well, we are, but that's why we're having this conversation. Yeah. So it. For, for, for those people that wanted to attend, you know, we, we, we realized that you came and just showed up for the dance and we're doing yeah. what we can. Yeah. There yeah. were some shortcomings with previous systems. We're aware of them. We're working yeah. on it. <laughs> uh, even though it's six years, it's still a learning process. Very much so. Especially when you don't have people who have been there for six years. I mean, the convention's been around for six years, but most of the people involved right now haven't. So. I don't know. It's practically a new convention every year. Yeah, well, That's very seriously. true. Seriously. <laughs> 
There's there's a lot that needs to be just restarted from scratch every year. And the good news is, according to the information I had from two years ago and last year, we are still getting a little bit of growth. I know there was some concern about uh, the move from Salt Lake Valley up to the Northern Valley area, that there might be a little bit of loss of traffic. Didn't happen. We actually grew a few hundred people. Yeah. Uh, our final counts were around 2,700 people altogether, which was pretty pretty good. Um, hopefully uh, we'll get a little bit more than that next year. That's around two or 300 more yeah. than the previous year. And we did have a lot of pre-registrations, but I'm just going to say, please pre-register. You'll thank yourself. You and get a us. cooler badge yes. and a bag. <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets a bag. <laughs> You're not helping. I'm not helping, but I'm kind of contrarian by nature anyway. So. Okay, so... When, when, when registration is ready to go live, yeah. where's the best place to look? On the website, on the message yeah. boards? Well, we are going to, of course, put up an announcement on the message boards, but hopefully when the website is ready to go, there will be a message available directly on the front page that will state flat out, pre-registration is open, come on in and buy your passes. Yeah, and I just wanted to make a, a mention of, we, we know the website is on a splash page right now it's in the works um our last year our web designer is has left this year he's no longer with us so we are kind of in a rush to find a web designer so we, we know the site is down we're working on it it, it should be up soon hint volunteers yes <laughs> and on that note i don't necessarily want to repeat myself again but if any of you out there listening may want to help out with registration this year I'll take as much help as I can get. We need especially people who are willing to help out at the desks during the convention itself. Um, we can offer four or eight hour blocks for people who want to volunteer. Um, I'm trying to get this done internally because I know the volunteer crews are going to have a lot of other things on their plate. So um, you can always send questions or even if you want to volunteer, you can send a note to the bonsai or let's see, it was registration at animebonsai.org. Can they, um, when, when they come to the con, is there a place they can go, say, I want to help with registration? Uh, well, by that point, it may be a little too late, but we will probably take some help that we get at the actual convention. Uh, but if you do want to help, we do strongly suggest getting in touch with us early so we can get things arranged. Uh, if you do want to help out and come to the convention to talk to us about that, uh, they can either talk to myself or maybe one of the people in the Volunteers? Yeah, I believe so. They're going to yeah. direct them to the volunteers. Well, the other aspect I was going to mention real quick was that uh, some people just want to volunteer part-time. We usually have the schedule of the convention up uh, at least a week out, so you can pick the days that you want to help out, and uh, as long as you coordinate that with us, we're, yeah. we'll be fine with that. Okay, Danny stepped out for a minute and joined Hi. us as Tyla. Hello. Hello. Hi, I'm the con head, if you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> if you forgot, you might want to go talk to a doctor. Chair. Well, Danny got up to leave somewhere. so He's, and, he's taking a phone call. And, and when Danny goes somewhere, he goes somewhere for a while. So but, let's, let's continue. Okay. Yeah, let's continue. So... You are known by many titles, but you prefer us to call you. <laughs> Okay, I uh, prefer to be uh, referred to by Bentley. Okay. Nowadays. And you do the wonderful viewing rooms. <laughs> yes. Well, and as of uh, last year, and I plan to be doing this for, well, some time if I can. And before that, you were a guest liaison? <laughs> Sometimes. Yes, some yes, time. I was. But um, with, the, with the experience of the... Uh, 
fifth year when I had uh, Danny and Allison helping me out as uh, assistants. I kind of came to a realization that someone who's really more of a people person should be in the role. And that's, <laughs> that's when I approached Danny and kind of suggested that he should look into it. And that year, Whoa. I had also uh, provided equipment for one of the viewing rooms myself anyway. So I figured, you know, I might as well have a nice, you know, relaxing place to go to. Yeah, there, there was a couple of things you did last year that were quite a hit. A couple panels that you did. Hey, you should see our storage room. There's just boxes after boxes of DVDs and Blu-rays now. Yeah, not that but, that's um, unusual. That, but that's our that's personal my front room. storage room. That's not the uh, convention yeah. storage room. Yeah, but yes, uh, a lot, of, a lot of more uh, people responded to that than I uh, necessarily planned for the first year. So uh, this coming year, I will have that more in mind. I'll put people in the larger room for those uh, events. For those two, there was the once seen, cannot once seen, cannot unsee. unsee. Yeah. And then So Moe, I'm going to die. So Moe, I'm going to die, yes. Oh, I thought that was death by Moe. No, So Moe, no. gonna die. So it's pretty simple. So at least I would like to, uh, well, I'm uh, planning on doing the once seen cannot unsee because there's always new stuff that comes up. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I remember one of, the, one of the Geek Show podcast guys walked by when uh, I'm pretty sure the, that was the wonderful carrot scene. No, in Daimaho Toje. It was yes. a potato. <laughs> and basically, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that uh, I like to show in the viewing room. Something that someone just walking by, it'll kind of catch their eye and get them to stop and what look. What the heck is that? I know that was Potatoes really stateside, <laughs> but it, the, the name was changed what? On, the, on the US DVD. Yes, uh, to Magical Witch. Uh, Punia Chan. Punia uh, Chan, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it is a very interesting watch. I'll just warn you there. Yeah, it is a uh, Media Blasters release. Yeah, isn't it all on one DVD? It's pretty cheap. It, it is it's a all pretty short DVD. series. It's yeah. a pretty short series. Okay. So, a any any ideas for this year? Anything that you'd like to show? Any requests? <laughs> I don't know about well, requests, but... Requests <laughs> because um, one of the interesting things is always trying to figure out what might be released here in the States by that time. Um, more of the companies are getting on the ball, uh, Funimation, Sentai, etc., with releasing titles on Blu-ray, which is uh, one of the things I really try to look for is because I try to run the viewing rooms in high definition. Yeah. Because there's just a lot of artistry, especially in some of these newer titles, now that the HD technology is there. Yeah. And I want to show it off. Once you start going... Magical Girls. Yeah. Once mm -hmm. you start going into HD stuff for a lot of this footage, you really can't go back. Yeah. Sh Shinkai's <laughs> work is a good example of gorgeous mm -hmm. HD footage. Yes. Uh, which actually, uh, April, uh, Bandai is releasing uh, five centimeters in both Blu-ray and DVD here in the States. Finally. Which is fantastic to hear. Do we know if it's the ADV dub or are they redoing the dub? That I don't know off okay. the top. Because I know the, the ADV ones were only in print for maybe a month. Yes. And then they were gone. Yes. Come and gone. But Anyway. I picked up mine when I did. Yes. So, any plans for this year's or any big titles that have come out since Bonsai that you're planning on having? Yes. Uh, there are some titles that uh, just barely released after uh, Bonsai last year that I would like to have. Of course, uh, the difficulties will be on what is still available or what gets acquired, because uh, if something is acquired 
pretty much from this point, it probably won't be released here um, in time for Bonsai. But there are some things that I would, um, would like to show. Um, the Nanaha movie yes. is mm -hmm. in plans already. Uh, it actually had an English uh, subtitle track on the Japanese release. There's a lot of Blu-rays that are coming out with that feature. It's real nice. And there are more and more being released like that. Yeah, I, I remember last Bonsai you wanted to, was it the Macross Frontier movie? The Macross Frontier movie released three days before <laughs> the convention. Wow. Um, I couldn't get it shipped in enough time to uh, come. But yes, that is one thing that I would like to show, and that one definitely won't be acquired by any U.S. companies between now and then. You know, I think the second Macross Frontier movie actually aired earlier in the year than the first one did, so... Uh, actually, it was this month. Well, I so, know yeah. it was just it was a couple of weeks ago. But yeah. what I'm saying is, I think it aired earlier in the year than the previous one did. So mm -hmm. we might actually get it first. Well, the funny thing with uh, movies in Japan is the fact that uh, any movie, uh, any movie releases to DVD or Blu-ray, will come after the movie run. Yeah. And how successful the movie run is will determine how long it is. Before. Before it gets released to media. Ah. Yeah. So if they have really strong ticket sales, it might be in the theater longer. It as will. As opposed to <laughs> the, like, what, two-month churn you get here in the States? Well, that's new. I mean, that, you remember it used to be years before it stuff be came years, out. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was two episodes per VHS tape for 35 40 bucks. Don't get yeah. me started on this video again, okay? Yeah. But um, in terms of other titles looking to show at Anime Bonsai, um, well... It's kind of hard to say for the uh, coming season because something else that happens is a lot of the titles get picked up on simulcast. Yeah. So I can't necessarily show them because the rights are actually acquired in the simulcast. And Funimation and Crunchyroll have almost everything in the coming season already spoken for for simulcast. Mm. Grr. <laughs> Grr. Arg. So when, when it comes to licensing... I know there are certain companies that are harder to get rights to screen. Disney. <laughs> so is there any titles that we just need to let people know that it's from this company? It's really difficult for us to get rights to show. Probably one of the more difficult ones is Sony because uh, Sony has actually a monetary value attached to any showing of their works. So a lot of the movies uh, that come out from them... Um, we could probably only maybe like show one or two a year because of the fee that they attach to that. Uh, wasn't there some that you had planned last year that we couldn't show because of the rights issues? Uh, actually, Sony? because of those fees that we didn't know about yeah. okay. that we didn't have planned for. Uh, those fees and actually the process for Sony takes a lot longer because we have to show their exact media. Even if I have a copy of the same show, I can't show it. I have to technically show their physical disc the, the disc that they send you and say this is your screener disc you must play it yeah yes and wasn't there some also rules where if you were given a certain screener disc you had to show it in a certain way uh, most of the companies will have uh, well, you put the disc in and it shows the company logo that, that is like part that. of the uh, part of the viewing process okay and isn't Disney Another one of those companies that's hard to get rights for. <laughs> Disney Most of is one Studio of those Ghibli. ones that's so difficult I haven't tried yet. I'm uh, looking to try this year. We'll see yeah, how that goes. The English dub of the uh, the Earthsea film, mm -hmm. it was Disney finally was able to release this th this year. Yeah. 
and it had a limited release. I'm not sure if we had anything in Utah for that. I'm pretty sure we didn't. Yeah, it, it's got a few, it's got Cheech in the English voice mm-hmm. cast. <laughs> yes. That's interesting. <laughs> well, and uh, another interesting thing is a lot of the older movies are being released in Blu-ray in Japan uh, right now. Uh, yeah, like, I know uh, Nausicaa just came out. Yeah. Nausicaa yeah. just came out. Lapita just came out. So it'll be interesting to see if any of those make it here in the States between now and then, because I would like to give one of those a try for some classic Ghibli. Okay. So it, it, so if people have requests, they just go to the message boards. Do you have um, one set up for this year for requests yet? Yes. Uh, go, to the, go to the message board. There will be a, a topic for uh, this year, as well as some of the titles I'm already looking at for uh, input. Okay, great. I have a question. Are you going to do any, like, blocks? Like, I heard you were doing, like, an old school block or something last year. I wasn't too into the viewing room. I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> yes, yes. We uh, did an old school block, and uh, that is one of the other types of things I'd like to do, too. Uh, we'll have old school is kind of a, uh, a theme that I'll probably be repeating uh, year after year. But um, other blocks like that, they're kind of as I think of, the, think of them. So if you have any <laughs> recommendations for blocks like that, the forms will be a place for that as well. And the length of how of the block will depend on what he thinks of them. So, well, that and uh, how many uh, titles we have available. Okay, Joe. So yes. you're running AMVs again this year? As far as I know, yeah. As far as you don't know. <laughs> so There's last year was your first year. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I ran previous. Yes. Five. And we yes. do thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You so helped us quite a bit sorry. as far as setting everything up last year, and I have to say thank you. <sighs> <laughs> See, what, what, running interviews with one person, not fun. Well, luckily, Agreed. he's not alone. So, and any changes for this year? Do we have upda- or, uh, a date yet for submissions? Updated not yet. rules? Uh, my plan is to eventually go over uh, all of the rules in the next couple of months so that we can have everything ready and uh, in a good presentation so that way when we open up actual uh, submissions, submissions uh, requests, that uh, everything is all on the same page. Yeah. Weren't we talking about opening up submissions sometime between the end of May and early July or January? June? That, yeah, that, that <laughs> was there. It should definitely be the open before January. January. No, not that one, the next one. <laughs> I was hoping to be op- have everything open and uh, running by June sometime. Okay. In February, October the 29th. Give us three yeah. months. <laughs> yeah. Are we still planning on doing digital submissions? Um, I believe we are. Um, uploading FTP? Basically, um, now that we have a site that we used last year, uh, some of the refinements on that, generally kind of using the same system yeah. because... But decently worked. It worked okay. We, we did something, have a little trouble with some communication issues. Yeah. But yeah. So, something I've been trying to do since almost year one and the the year that I pass it on to somebody is the year that we finally get it to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. There were plenty of other changes involved that year. Let's not go ahead and tag it on one thing. Yeah, <laughs> we're not ready. Yes. But uh, part of the online presence will come with the uh, new web server yes. that yes. we're working on for Bonsai. Ooh. Which is another Fugino reason why too. our website 
at the time of this recording is not updated yet. It's laying it's, it's in pieces. Parts are basically in shipping right now. Oh, okay. very nice. Can you hear so the box? So it's moving ah! in pieces. Ah! What was that okay, punch, so, the web monkey? Yes. <laughs> I, I know every year we've had technical difficulties. Okay. I think the last year we had at the Sheraton was the year when everything ran flawlessly. Yeah, yeah, everything worked pretty damn cool that that particular year. This yeah. year, or I should say, this previous year. This previous year we had a new system working. Two thousand ten. Yeah, we got a lot of bugs to work out. Yeah, new venue, new equipment. Not everything works as planned. And we had a little we had a little work to do to get everybody on the same page in terms of the what we had in mind versus what uh, actually happened. But right, it's uh, lesson learned. We got we got a pretty good idea what didn't quite work. But hey, <laughs> that should be the staff mantra. Not everything works as planned. <laughs> work anyway. I think that's usually referred to as Murphy. But let's go. <laughs> well, we are uh, we are uh, we did go uh, through and take a look at. Uh, what did work and what did not work last year so we're keeping all of that in mind and hopefully this year it should actually be a much much better show overall yeah I, i've noticed that we've leveled out at around at between around 40 to 50 submissions did we go over 50 submitters uh, submitters. Yeah, submitters as far as actual videos we got it seems to vary between 75 and 100 mm -hmm. well I, one year where we did hit 58, we Submitters. were about, I, I'm not quite sure exactly. It was, it was about 130 It was videos. a lot more than 100 videos. <laughs> yeah. It still takes us like six and a half hours to go through these things. Longer than that, more like 10. Yeah. That was a long day, I remember that. <laughs> yes. Mm. But AMVs are a lot like cosplay in the way that uh, the people entering are the ones who make the show yeah they really okay. are very much so we can it's... we can administrate the show we can run the show but you guys are the show the raw mm -hmm. ingredients are you yes yeah. yes plus there's only a certain time allocated so we can't show everybody yeah usually the uh, total running time that we actually try to go for is about an hour hour and a half uh was it at 90 minutes yeah yeah Okay, and now for our news section with Bentley, who's going to go over some anime news for us. And the peanut gallery. <laughs> the peanut gallery. He's going over the peanut gallery? He usually does. Well, as everyone knows, there was the recently the rather large 8.9 earthquake in Japan, and, well, things are in process of recovery. We have uh, shipments of Blu-rays and DVDs that have been delayed for uh, many for like a full month. Some were just pushed back for uh, a week or two. Um, the actual broadcast schedule is now getting back onto schedule. For the most part, there are a few exceptions, such as Madoka. Grr. Yes. <laughs> that is a grr for us because we like our Madoka. Yes. Madoka has been very nice. That's uh, Maho Shoujo Madoka Magica for those who haven't had a chance to see it yet. From Studio Shaft. Shaft. And basically in their process of uh, getting, back on the, uh, getting back on the ball after the earthquake, they're taking the additional time to, uh, well, work on some of the uh, scene work and not to rush the uh, story. Uh, one of the main scenario writers has actually expressed his... Uh, 
appreciation appreciation for not uh, strangely for not placed but still there yes and for those who are familiar with the uh, series there actually was indications that part of Walpurgis Night which is well coming up in the next few episodes may have something to do with well flooding of the city that they're in yeah there was some inst- there was some uh, concern about airing the episode during the week of the earthquake so they did hold <sighs> off on doing it and so they may actually be, you know, working on scenario itself, too. Yeah. We'll see when we get it. And, you know, hopefully uh, next week. Yeah, I remember reading that there was a lot of disaster-related anime that got canceled that they were showing that week. There weren't really that many, all things considered, but well, there were a couple that had scenes like Yeah, there was there, like there Tokyo 8.0 was a movie was or last, something. That was last year. That was last year. Was that last oh, year? Yeah. That was last year. Oh. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit too yeah. okay <laughs> actually actually now might be the good chance yeah um tokyo magnitude 8 is an interesting show if you get a chance to see it do so none of the u.s companies have picked it up but which is uh, weird but yeah it's basically a scenario of an 8.0 earthquake happening not offshore like this one but right underneath tokyo the one that they've always been talking about on the news the one that they were afraid of coming the big one that they say hasn't happened yet this was kind of a scenario where they simulated what a lot. Yeah, they actually worked with uh, University of Tokyo and some other universities for uh, really uh, high computer rendered um, simulations of the actual uh, tectonics and the uh, geographic interaction of this earthquake scenario. And they... You know, made a, made production IG yeah. was involved with the production of the animation. It's a very good animation. If you have a chance to see it, I'd recommend doing so. Um, it's kind, kind of, of an a inter- topical series. <laughs> kind of a topical series right now, and uh, give an interesting perspective on, say, perhaps some of the uh, views that they had at least before the earthquake. Um. <clears throat> <clears throat> Let's see. Other can stuff going that? on right now. On what? what? Oh. Yeah. Long pause. Can you check that? Okay. <coughs> Other things coming out uh, just recently uh, for those fans of the series Hidamari Sketch. We are getting yet another special. Which for those who are fans. <laughs> Lots of silence. They do special sketches. You are either in the know or you are not. Well, there's that cat, and the cat never sat down. And if the cat doesn't sit down, she can't sketch it. No, that's a different no, series. That's, that's sketch sketchbook. Book. Sketchbook C. It's rather sketchy. A very cat. sketchy understanding of yeah. these shows. Also, also, for those who have been uh, following a lot of the uh, most recent releases, Angel Beats has been acquired by Sentai Filmworks now. Fantastic. <laughs> that is one that uh, we didn't know if it was going to be acquired or not. It's kind of been uh, hazy since. It'll be good to see that here in the States. Um, New Higarashi is uh, coming up early, uh, later this year. New episodes of Higarashi, or is it another, another series? Probably it's another Ova series. Another Ova series. Yeah, that's uh, Higarashi no Nakakoroni. Does this one follow any of the games, or is this one well, it's on its own? They all do. Uh, that's the thing is, is even though they've been releasing games for that particular series for years, uh, uh, Expansion Seven just keeps writing more. <laughs> well, basically, there's uh, still a bit of material that hasn't been covered. A lot of extra stuff. So How many ways can four such. little girls kill each other? 
Let's find out. One, two, three. <laughs> See, it's actually been well beyond that point. Now they're talking about other things. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Um, <clears throat> and probably in uh, big news uh, earlier this week is uh, Tomohiro Kato. He's the uh, he's known for all of the killings in Akihabara. Oh, the slasher. The slasher. A couple of um, years ago, for those of you who may not remember. Yes. Uh, um, this was this was kind of a big thing because he had been uh, represented as, well, an otaku. I'm not even sure if that ever was explained or proven so much as it was just, you know. Assumed? But, but media, media assumptions. But media assumptions kind of uh, played it up. And yeah. it kind of... Uh, took basically view of otakus in Japan, uh, give it a more negative connotation than it had Oh, yeah, because they were already <laughs> well, know, sterling examples of humanity there. You, maybe it should be noted that the word otaku has a different context oh, yeah. in the U.S. as it does in oh, Japan. Oh, different context. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's kind it's, of considered a positive thing inside the community here. You may not want to mark this. I actually need to make a retraction because this is the more recent one. Not the former one. The what? former one is the uh, one who had the uh, otaku connotations. Ah, this is the no, more recent is, one in 08. Yeah, this is the guy who went wild and caused Akihabara to be shut down. Yes, yes. Whoa. He uh, caused Akihabara to be uh, shut down for pedestrian traffic, which is like one of the big uh, traditions it's yeah. known for. And basically, he was uh, this week uh, actually sentenced to death in Tokyo. By hanging. By hanging, because that's the only option that they have still. Yeah. And for well, Japan. they don't let him choose. <laughs> no, <laughs> would you well, like to? Yeah. Well, just for uh, for Japan to uh, sentence someone, it's uh, almost an unheard of thing. In this yeah, very big age. Yeah. And so, that yeah. area of the city is not an easy place to shut down. No. Yeah. Well, um, basically, what it was is it's not that they closed down foot traffic altogether. What it was is. Previously, on certain days of the week, Akihabara was set up so that no car traffic was allowed through. So people would be able to freely walk in streets. There were all sorts of things going on that took up, you know, street space. But they had that sh uh, shut down and stopped for a couple of years. And it only mm -hmm. recently opened up so that uh, uh, automotive traffic would be stopped. I believe it was on, was it on Thursdays or Saturdays. I forget which it's particular one of the day. Days. I think it's uh, Saturdays yeah. is one of the bigger ones. So they had their kind of otaku pilgrimage thing going on there. <laughs> yeah. Um, other things, of course, uh, other news from the uh, earthquake and the whole thing with the uh, nuclear power plants, which we won't get into too much because there's plenty out there about that. But um, they are housing some of the evacuees in Tokyo Big Site. So were all the uh, the venues of Comicet. Well, there are a bunch of evacuees in there right now. Yeah. And they're using a lot of the other. Uh, Budokan is also one of the uh, other locations that is being used for evacuees right now. Yeah. Should so. be noted that a lot of the people in the industry are pushing really hard to support these people. We've got a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, mangakas are doing, you know, encouraging artwork and uh, little notes to all the survivors and we're also getting a lot of stuff out of like good smile doing special edition figures to help do fundraiser stuff mm -hmm. and uh the uh there was a uh, macross uh, concert that was announced for uh for basically relief efforts and there are other small groups doing things here yeah. and there and everywhere for yeah. that. do we have an update on the voice actor manga author checklist there's a very large one. Oh god available at anime's new anime news network yeah it's quite extensive it is quite extensive 
It's so. not obviously going to be everybody in the industry, but if you're looking specifically for a name that you you know have in your head and want to double check, take a take a glance. There, it's probably going to be there. Yeah. So, but uh, people who are worried about, um, well, Tokyo being kind of shut down overall, not happening. Not happening. Uh, if you actually go to the uh, site for Danny Chu. You can actually see a lot of uh, photographs about um, what downtown Tokyo looks like right now. Yeah. Because uh, he's out there and uh, he was taking pictures of this. So if you want an actual good um, kind of photo log about this event, that's kind of an interesting resource to go to. Yeah. It's DannyChu.com with Chu being (laughs) C-H-O-O. No, Chu. Okay, well, thank you for the news. And now is our most... Controversial. Yes. The the, the end of our podcast is where we have our general discussion. Uh, Parents, you may want to have children under the age of 13 leave the room. Or some people, if you're under the age of... Leave the room now. Yeah, just leave the room. Get out of here. (laughs) Get out. No, not button monkey. Get <laughs> Sorry. Our, our poor guy the manning the mixer. Con- the chronological age of 13, not emotional. Let's just not even start on that. We won't have anybody listening. Also, we had Danny had to leave. He had to run. Uh, I thought that chair looked empty. Maybe turned sideways. So lonely. Hey. <laughs> I thought he just fallen asleep under the table, but that was me. He doesn't fit under the no, table. He turned sideways. Uh, Danny well. is very tall. And for, and for those who don't know who Danny is, Danny is the one that usually MCs for opening and closing ceremonies. He's yeah. the very tall, skinny one. He has fans as far away as Denver. We were at NDK over in Denver, <laughs> now and no we're walking Denver. down the street. Okay, we are walking down the street, and somebody says, "Oh my gosh, you're Danny!" <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. Somebody's like, "Danny from Bonsai." I know not to hurt him. What are you doing here? Wow. Okay. You know what? Never mind. Let's just keep going. Okay. Where were we? (laughs) I don't know where we were. We were under the table. (laughs) 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 No, Danny was under the table. What he was doing under the table? I want to know. Anyway. uh, Okay. So next season or last season? What do we want to talk about? Okay, fine. When, when, when is New Helsing? Do we know? Years from now. Um, late this year at earliest. Earliest. And we got a new, is it a new animation studio or completely new everybody? It's, it's, it's a new animation studio. Most likely the uh, voice uh, talent will be kept. Well, yeah, they need to keep, uh, not, was it, oh, God. <laughs> yes. Nakata. Yeah, yeah. George Nakata. God. I'm sorry. I am having a th- moment there. Was there a comma there? It was at a title. Which? <laughs> right. Okay. So I deserve what, that. What, what um, episode are we currently on on the new Black Lagoon? On the new Black Lagoon, we are on the fourth OVA that was released this month. Yeah, that is uh, Roberta's Blood Trail uh, yes. Black Lagoon series. Um, again, this is something that hasn't been picked up in the United States yet, and we don't know if it will. Yeah. Uh, after all, <laughs> that's uh, sad. Funimation did uh, resurrect the title, but but all of the voice acting and everything else was already done yeah. up at Ocean Group at the time. So whether or not Funimation will invest in it, 
who knows? I don't know. If they do, Please I hope do they so. keep the same cast because the English voice acting cast for that show was epic. Uh, far above par, that's for certain. Black Lagoon is one of the shows that, well, I showed in the viewing room dubbed specifically for that purpose. Yeah. Because <sighs> it's a fun dub. It's a very fun dub. So any of you Funimation listening to this? Yeah. <laughs> we know you're out there. Don't do what you did to Tenchi and replace Ryoko. I can't uh, I can't watch the dub anymore. That's all right. It's better with the sub anyway. Uh, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> don't, so, don't mind them. They get very, very... Uh, opinionated? About so, their Tenchi. Current season. Let's start season. off with maybe Kinabosh. Oh, God. All right. There's a hand gesture with that? Yes, there is. There's, There's always a hand right. gesture. <laughs> yes, but that looks kind of more polite it. than usual. It was a salute. Uh, just what? a different one. A salute. Hiya. Okay, salute. Uh, last season, actually not so much this season. No, I guess it was a season two. It, it, is, it's, yeah. it started late last year. It's a uh, series referred to as Star Driver. And <laughs> I'm going to make that wig. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You she put a cosplayer about... on the table. I did. That's the way it is. Well, I didn't. It, you just kind of were there anyway. But uh, this is a <laughs> series by Bones. Oh, yeah, St- Studio Bones uh, involving, was it the producer? or No, it's the producer who handled Soul Leader. Mm-hmm. And I believe one of the writers involved with uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena from yes. years ago. And that the explains the Louis the Fourteenth Revolutionary Robots in High Heels. To a point, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, that, that's more character design, really. Yeah, the, now the character, yeah, the character design was handled by, or I should say, character design and robot design was handled by a person whose name always escapes me. Uh, but uh, other credits to their name is the Five Star Stories classic mecha series. Mm. We'll have to do a little bit of research and find out what that was. What yeah, is this thing with names. having lots of mecha and high heels? That's been happening a lot more. Choice. It's an aesthetic choice. Mostly they want to make them distinctive, stand out amongst the crowd. I mean, As opposed got- to big chunky robot yeah. Q? <laughs> I don't know. It's just mecha and high heels. It just... The, the, well, I, I think that I don't know. the Galactic Pretty Boys mecha is awesome, but I object because nobody is that tall and that thin. I will never get a play of that that I want to see. What? A cosplay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I will oh, never God. get a cosplay of that mecha that, that's going to do Suddenly it justice. Suddenly had horrific Utana musical flashbacks there. Oh. Yeah, no, oh. not that kind of play. Sorry. Sorry. What would you rather watch? Play. The Utana musical or the Sailor Moon musical? Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. It, it, there is no <laughs> contest here. Seriously? Wow. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, YouTube it and um, bring eye bleach. <laughs> you are forewarned. Warned. Oh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Star Driver is an interesting series, as we have mentioned. It's a mecha show. Uh, it is a high school setting set in a small island community just off the coast of Japan, uh, and involves a lot of really flashy, really ostentatious characters, uh, giant robots, dialogue. <laughs> it's, it's very dramatic, very upbeat. Uh, and interestingly enough, it's the first time that the director had ever worked on a giant robot show and distinctly went out of their way to state that, you know, no one's going to die. Now, whether or not that actually holds to be true, we haven't seen yet, but... Uh, well, we've seen that it hasn't happened so yet. Far. So far. Yeah, but it's, well, it's an interesting distinction because like in uh, Utena, nobody died in Utena. 
some spoilers may People be experienced crazy. here. Oh, I, d- I don't know. I think the Statue thing about Star Driver is uh, there's this girl, and she disappears in the first episode, as far as anybody else on the island knows, right? Nobody has mentioned it up through all the episodes I have seen. This girl has been abducted, and nobody notices. Are you talking about Fish Girl? <laughs> the girl in the cage. Fish Girl. And, Fish girl. Yeah, yeah. Nobody has said anything well, she's supposed to be is, one of the top five people on the island the question is is what happened how did she get in that situation because as far as we know she might have volunteered <laughs> okay but my point is nobody has said anything Nobody's Cage, like, can i be in please hey where's Cage the priestess match. of the north i haven't seen her in a while it's not like they have a convention every weekend <laughs> it's a little island the guy who okay, yeah, swims but, but remember the priestesses aren't exactly well the maidens aren't exactly known that's Almost also a good the point. The only ones who okay. really know are the people who are directly involved. Anyway, moving on. Uh, great series. Lots of action. Uh, some people might be kind of turned away by the overly eccentric design. But if you uh, do give it a chance, there is a uh, lot of storyline there, too. It is a fantastic with. story. So if you can stand Basquatch, you can watch this show. Oh, easily. easily and yes. uh, there's no Luna boobs. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of had to stop myself there. <laughs> Well, you don't like dribbling basketballs. Just keep going. <laughs> Let's see. Basquatch was interesting. That was giant robot basketball games. That was a couple, of course. Was this was yeah, early. Another one that will early probably early nine or yeah. uh, late oh eight. Uh, oddly enough, it was sponsored by Nike directly. They actually had their uh, their information, and the giant robots wore Nike basketball shoes, the size <laughs> of small automobiles. Okay, I'm sorry. I liked basketball. It was good. It was it was a genuinely enjoyable show. It was very fun. different. Very and very different. I liked the visual style. It was a little more broken up. It, it, it was like a mix of Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball Z, and Chrono Crusade. What was it? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, the, the character <laughs> styles. One, one. It was like one character came from each different style. Yeah, okay. and they just kind of um, threw them in a blender. It was nice to see a change up on the old classic sports anime because realistically, at the end of the day, that's what it was. It was yeah. a basketball sports anime. It just happened to have this neat giant robot people living on the moon aspect to make it different. <laughs> but uh, getting back to this season. Getting this back to this season, season let's, uh, let's go for Dragon Crisis. Dragon Crisis. Oh, boy. <laughs> we refer to this as Trogdor. If you yeah. don't know the reference of Trogdor, look it up on YouTube. You don't <laughs> listen to these people. <laughs> they are not trying to help you. Trogdor was a man. A dragon man. Dragon, dragon man. <laughs> but uh, this, is, uh, this is a show by Studio Dean. Dean! Dean. But uh, has been one of their... Better <laughs> offerings. Better in what way? Animation. Animation. Ah. It, it has a unique style, uh, very uh, vibrant in its colors. Oh, yeah. It's very, very brightly animated. That's for certain. And uh, kind of more well animated than a lot of their uh, others. Uh, Studio Dean is seeming to start to uh, mature more. As Maybe. opposed to some of the stuff that we got, say... Years uh, ago. Years ago. Well, let's just even go back to Higarashi. Let's go back to Higarashi. Quality episode is quality. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, tra- uh, well... Tra- tra- <laughs> <laughs> That's going to happen a lot. You've been warned. Yes. Has, has been a fun show so far. Uh, picked up for simulcast uh, by uh, Funimation. Now, the story to this one is a kind of modern-day occult action comedy 
where the primary conceit of the story is that there are many, many items out there referred to as lost preciouses, lost precious, <laughs> lost precious size, <laughs> yes. oh, no. which are essentially magical items that have been created somehow, and there is a society designed to hunting them down. Uh, the main character of the show, Ryuji, is related to several very influential members of this group. And while he's kind of living his life over here, it's like, I'm the normal person. Leave me alone. Uh, he gets dragged into this world by his cousin, who... Awesome cousin. Awesome cousin. <laughs> who decides that basically, Everybody look, you're not awesome doing anything. Cousin. Come help me with that. Come help me with a job. And to make a long story short, he ends up finding a dragon hatchling. Yeah. Kind they're of looks, around every corner. In yeah, Tokyo. they're just bam, right there. <laughs> no, they're, they're basically... I met this fellow in a bar. Yeah. He seemed to want to get rid of them. They knew that a particular underground organization was making a trade-off, so they went to intercept. And Well, and long story short, you ended up with a lolly in a box scenario. Again. Again. A dragon lolly in a box? Yes. yes. Uh, one, of the, one of the characters, the dragon in question, looks exactly like probably a 13 or 14-year-old blonde girl. Um, We're not making this stuff up. Okay. <laughs> but uh, they proceed to basically go on the run from various organizational problems and have to deal with this. Yeah. It has been, uh, well, surprisingly lighthearted. Yeah. Well, I don't know about surprisingly. It's uh, kept more on the lighthearted side of things. So it's a good upper for viewings. Yeah. And um, the voice cast is a lot of, a lot of familiar people in the voice cast. Uh, uh, the dragon is voiced by, uh, Rie, whose last name always escapes me. But no, it's the same. Well, the easiest way to refer to her is Rie, also known as that short flat girl. Because every role (laughs) she she plays, plays. she played Nagi in Hayate, she played uh, Taiga in Toradora, she played. (laughs) There's more than that. Shana. Shana in uh, Shakugan no Shana. Uh, She played. So uh, she, Louise, plays, she plays Louise. midgets. Yeah. She plays, uh, well, specifically she plays Sundari midgets. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Short classic characters who are more often than not Sundari. Sundari, often. Okay, wandering away from Sundaris altogether. Yes. Uh, I saw this show. I don't know what season it's from. It's Our Home Family Fox Deity. Yes. Something like that. Have you guys Is seen that? Is that Yes, or not okay. okay, it was streaming. It actually has a much A&A. longer name than that, but it's the, the, the shorthand is Oinari-sama. We might have to look it up. Yes. Okay. I was watching it Pause the other day. It's so cute. Well, okay. That's but, a couple of years old. That's uh, okay. late, but, late 09, early 10. I, I think I think that's uh, actually l- late 08. <laughs> Uh, After a while, you watch so many of these shows, they all just kind start of kind of together. together. They, but, they uh, were it, streaming it, been, it on ANN. That's well, where I picked it up. Yes, and it has been released by NIS. Um, NIS 
America is the uh, company, yeah. uh, available through Right Stuff. They actually have a pretty nice uh, collector's edition that, uh, well, I need to order. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you do. I need to watch it. <laughs> but basically, oh, we got all, well. <clears throat> yeah, basically about a, a kitsune who's uh, bound to this uh, family and uh, watches over them. And it goes into a lot of the ideas of the, uh, the yokai, the various, uh, you know, kind of traditional Japanese spirits. And it does so in, uh, well, uh, a lot of the times when you get that, you get some really uh, kind of downer, dark, depressing storylines. But this uh, particular series is, again, more on the up, you could say. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's, it's got some really interesting cultural references, but more, I like the kitsune. She's a girl. He's a boy. They're a fox. It depends on their mood. Shapeshifting wow. isn't exactly an unknown facet of that character's existence. <laughs> well, well, the Kitsune in general, that's yeah. part of the legend. So, yeah. But Do yes. we have a episode three of that new mecha show? Is it... Uh, Breakblade. Breakblade. Yeah, actually, we're up to episode four. We're up to episode four. Yeah. Because yes. they were having a pretty long break in between episodes. Well, I know there were 45-minute episodes. It's, it's, it's being released blade. as a what they refer to as an OAD which mm-hmm. is an original animation distribution that is packaged with epi- uh, issues of the manga. And uh, it kind of does have a much oh, longer release structure than uh, even regular OAVs do. Because um, that's been a nice change in a mecha show. Yes. Yeah. Very Breakblade serious, is a, uh, very direct and to the point. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're on the uh, fourth one now. We're about... Uh, There's only six planned. There's only going to be six episodes, which is pretty good because at the speed they're going, they're covering quite a bit of the story that has been put out. So well, far. normally that'd be a, a twelve episode OVA, uh, with, yeah, the, with, the, with how long each episode is. Yeah, yeah about that. But um, one of the things I really like about uh, Breakblade is the uh, the overall feel to the mechs. Um, big and clunky. They are big and clunky, and you uh, feel that in the animation. That's, we get that's one of the big things with Escaflone. Yeah, that I really like is like there's scale to those suckers. They're big and they're huge, and they move like they're big and they're huge and they're heavy. Gasaraki kind of did something similar as well. Uh, Gasaraki was more about uh, that's probably the best uh, modern mech. Uh, it was more of a like, mecha I power could see suit. That, I could see that in five, ten years, as opposed to most other mecha out there. Yeah, well, it's, that's because a lot of other mecha series are really designed as. Again, this is science fiction uh-huh. rather than some of the other series where, uh, in Breakblade's case, it's not science fiction. It's honestly, it's a fantasy series, mm-hmm. uh, much like Escaflone before it. And it does share a lot of similarities, um, though the storylines are quite a bit less upbeat than Escaflone was. Yes. <laughs> um, Breakblade has not been acquired by any of the use companies that I know of so far. Well, it's just interesting to see a show that focuses around a character that doesn't have any superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> Exceptional because he's normal. Well, normal to us. Yeah. A, a show where everyone in the, in the world pretty much has a certain power, and they're raised with this power, and, these, and one of the main characters doesn't have this power and can't power the max. Well, it's ah, because their entire technological okay. base is Sorry, centered guys, around... Sorry, just placed the series. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> giant robots and desert. Yeah, Lots giant, of desert. Giant yeah. clunky robot. It wasn't helping me. Yeah, it's not like there's 12 of those released every year. Right. Yeah. But no, there's a lot of great character designs in this and there's a lot of uh, the sense of you can be alone in uh, skill without having 
lost your friends or your support. As opposed to Ava, where you are not alone. <laughs> <laughs> Ava has its own issues. Yeah, the Blu-ray actually for Evangelion 2.2, Speaking which of issues. you cannot advance, <laughs> comes out, I believe, in three days. In three days. Yes, three, three days. days. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Go find it. It's awesome. Yes. Uh, the remake of Ava very good in quality some of the scenes are scene for scene like the original only the animation quality is through the roof yeah they've gotten into doing everything they can with the hd visuals well this was gainax's bread and butter back in the day uh, yeah pretty much it was what they really staked a lot of their early 90s uh hopes and dreams yeah. on i guess you and they're say. putting that much effort into it and it really yeah. shows and it's a fantastic uh Magnificent yeah. series. And we do get a lot of weird stuff as a side effect because it seems like every so often the guys at Gynax look at each other. And th now this, this isn't official. <laughs> this is just our guess. It's like, we just finished doing Ava 1.1. I don't know about you, but I feel like crap. Let's make a show about kindergartners. Anamaru <laughs> <laughs> Kindergarten, Kindergarten is the show in reference. Hilarious. It's a very fun little show. But little uh, yellow hats. Yeah. It's it's a good example of what Gynax does when they're not doing giant robots. <laughs> or just the weird. Wait, they always do that. The weird? Yes, they do. Mm. You need to be well, a little bit more specific. Well, <laughs> I, I, actually, a couple of their earlier shows, like Nadia, mm -hmm. which was written by Miyazaki, but not directed uh, by him. It wasn't really Gynax at the time. It was. That was kind of... It, it was all of, it was most of Gynax's staff yeah. that was kind of yeah. before it's, they were it's kind of a proto prototype like they did the Daikon stuff as well history yeah. lesson impending well it happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah if, if you haven't seen the Daikon three and four animations look them up they're fun watch what is it that Gynax is doing next season they've got something coming out just immediately this oh, next couple of months I'm not prepared for this <laughs> <laughs> coming soon because well as we can do a show about now. that because I figure we're going to do a show about that when oh, we get the first episodes of right. each. Right. Yeah. Because we're going to need to talk about all the stuff that's coming out, like Nietzsche Joe. Yes. But, Demon anyways. Demon Zukai. Yeah. Zuka. This season that is in process of. We, we, we also have the, the undead wielding, what is it, a pink chainsaw? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Korewa Zombie Deska, which essentially translate into Are You a Zombie? The answer, of course, from the main character is yes. <laughs> <laughs> magical girl zombie stole the magical chainsaw you ever wonder what would happen if you take a whole bunch of character archetypes from anime threw them into a blender and turned it on will that's, it blend yeah let's that's, find out that's kind of what we ended up getting if anyone's familiar with the uh, webcomic axe cop that's kind of the impression <laughs> i got of the first episode it's like oh no they're just going to keep doing these weird things to this character it is interesting. Uh, it, it has turned out to be a little bit more serious business later on in the series than we thought it would, but it is much, much more entertaining than we had thought. Well, yes. All, all you have to say is Magical Girl has pink chainsaw. Pink Zombie chainsaw. picks up pink chainsaw uh -huh. and, then <laughs> and has fun with take pink zombie, chainsaw. <laughs> add Magical Girl. Get what am I watching? <laughs> and why am I doing it? I note it? the magical girl part, because that is the outfit that he, he gets. Ah, uh, camphor without the legs. I'm no. suddenly, no, I'm suddenly reminded else. of Moldiver. Except he doesn't even, he doesn't even get the, uh, he doesn't even get the voice dignity. modulation. Wait, I, he doesn't even get the dignity of, of a disguise dignity. that makes him look. 
shut up. <laughs> he doesn't even get a disguise that makes him look like a girl. He just makes him look like a pervert. <laughs> Stop looking at me! He's a Ew. pervert zombie with magical girl powers and a chainsaw. But yeah, it's uh, been a fun ride. The animation on it, uh, pretty good. Surprisingly top notch, especially the intro. Uh huh. And, well, look forward to what they're going to do with it in the next uh, few episodes to kind of wrap things up for this yeah, season. Yeah, we should be getting up, <laughs> finished up with that soon enough. Moving on to the next subject. Moving mm-hmm. on to the next subject. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Ah, what is the full name? We're still finding our legs <laughs> with this. I hope you excuse the sudden and often abrupt change in subjects. Well, well, this, this is the general everything. What? Oh, well, come on over. Get, oh, we, we oh, have... Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you don't have to sit in front of our, our advertising, marketing... Here, you can have... Yeah. Sit down somewhere for the love of God. Our marketing director, who's been monitoring the... Button monkey. You can have my mic, but not my leather trench. What? Button monkey, go to mic. Yeah, he's been our button monkey today, monitoring the recording equipment. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the... Uh, Microphone. <laughs> Hello, Chris. Hi, Hello. Chris. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Chris. I am the marketing director for Bonsai. Chris is the one responsible for getting X96 involved. Yay. And me and Chris have done a lot of footwork getting City Weekly. City Weekly. Um, uh, a couple of the uh, TV stations. TV. Yeah, that was those were new this year. Probably the weirdest advertising thing this year by far, though, was Pizza Man. Pizza, Pizza Man. Man. Pizza Man. Yes. The the, the the Visitors Bureau up oh, north. Yeah. No, actually, it was just a random... Oh, he, um, his name's Chris, actually, as well. He, Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is working marketing, apparently. Um, really should stop clapping. Aye. Aye. All right. Um, he, really great guy. He basically sent me this email saying, hey, you know, why don't you drop off flyers and I'll slap them onto pizza boxes and... He's right by Weber State. And so basically, every almost every, it's like getting your pizza, your advertisement on the pie. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. They so, slapped it on top of the delivery boxes. Yep. Just like that. So, um, announcements. Uh, we are going to have, hopefully, I've got the stuff in today. So hopefully we will be at Nihon Matsuri. Sweet. Yep. We'll be doing, you'll see... Me and my lovely assistant, Jake Jackson. Lovely is a uh, <laughs> odd word for so it. Lovely. <laughs> so <laughs> Back on topic. Yeah. Uh, um, but no, definitely come take a look. Um, if all goes well, we may have registration forms. We will. Uh, you'll be able to pick up one of the registration forms that you can fill out. We're not actually taking registration yet, but by that point, we will be. Are these the uh, mail-in forms? They will be mail-in and forms, And yes. we can take registration. We'll, we should be able to take registration there. Are we going to be able to do that? I thought there was some confusion. Uh, clarifying that right okay. now. Hopefully. So Maybe. Don't, yeah. Don't take, that as, don't take that as gospel that, truth just yet. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you, you will be able to pick up a form that is a flyer with some information and registration forms on the back. Uh-huh. And then we will, I think that's right now, a um, couple things that are in the works. And once again, these are in the works. These are not official, but they are in development and really kind of fun. Figure I'll pass these along to the general public and also go on the forums and let me see your ideas. <laughs> 
Yeah, Adam knows which one this is. Yeah, a lot of this Here stuff is ideas that we're developing. They might happen. They might, might not, not happen. Also, though, we get, you get to have some fun and help us out. This is a great way to be involved in Bonsai, even if a little bit. We are thinking of doing a Days of 47 parade float for Bonsai. How this is going to happen... <laughs> so the, the, <laughs> how this is going to happen, we don't know yet. We don't. We have um, dedicated drafters working on it, but we need... The theme this year is Pioneers Going Forward. We're going to need a lot of people on the float just flinging boxes of Pocky at people. We actually can't do that. Really? Yeah, you can't throw stuff. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I guess somebody Too catches... I, I, I was thinking head. about throwing flaming moe. <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to explain that one, but maybe not right now. No, I'm joking. Somebody no, catches like a actually, corn cob in the air or something. We actually talked to Shannon and said, "Look, you're gonna have to westernize some of your cosplay." Yeehaw! Well, and like so, some some of them are easy. Um, Trigun, yeah, easy to westernize. Trigun's pretty easy. Um, but westernizing, say, Higurashi. Find another one. Um, westernizing Kamina, not too hard. Yeah. You put a, the guy in assless chaps. And, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Apparently we're wandering into the Blue Oyster Cult Club here. Rah, rah. Uh. Uh. fight the ass chaps. Um, but no, like, it, it's basically how would you picture that? And we've, we've had a couple good ideas. Um, and some of the animators moving forward, stuff like that. But... I know Yoko's halfway there, but... <laughs> Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, throw her in western gear and some cowboy spurs. hat. There, you're done. Yeah, Boots and spurs. And yeah. watch how fast we get kicked off. Oh, oh, yeah. That'll be the worst thing at the convention. Or at the. Uh... That's gonna be on the float. No, no, nope. not going. Please. <laughs> Sorry. We promise. Um, so this might happen. May might not. not happen. Yes. You know, we I don't know. This is kind of a western series too. Yeah. I, I regret saying that, but... Basketball should be interesting. Like, I could so get the Utah Jazz... Oh, that's a bad idea. The, what? Never mind. Dot, yeah, dot, dot. Done. Edit, edit. No. Cut that one. <laughs> yeah, cut that one. Okay. Any um, other announcements? No, I think that's that's it. And uh, I need do, do need to take off, so... Okay. Right. In that case, have a good day. Yeah. All right. We will Goodbye. see you Bye, later. Picture a character in Astle's Chaps and then says... I'm sorry, so, what chaps? tell me... What? Did he like say assless chaps? List. What assless chaps? Okay, that's worse. Anyway, oh my! <laughs> Picture this character in assless the chaps. Then let us know your ideas. Yeah, I think we may need to cut that part. Yeah, go for it. Anyway, anyway getting back to the current season. season. I have no response. <laughs> I'm not involved in this one. Oh no 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 no! You have to go. Oh oh what? I wiped it out the name. Oh, that's great. This name is so long that I always have to look at it every time. Uh, Onichan no Kata Naka Zenzen Suki Janai. Wow. Yes. What does that roughly translate? I don't love my brother at all. <laughs> <laughs> For not participating. You know the title very well, Gord. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we refer to this series as Tinker, Tinker Toy, Toy. And we'll do so as we talk about it. This one has uh, been ooh, interesting. Weird. I don't uh, know that this is a good idea to talk about this series. Hey, there was a disclaimer. Well, it's in the season. We'll cover it briefly. briefly. <laughs> Anyways. As um, long as there's brief coverage. Oh, oh. This, this series actually turned out to be a lot uh, more amusing 
than originally thought it would. Yeah. Last um, season, for those of you who may remember, there was a show ref, uh, that was titled My Younger Sister Can't Possibly Be This Cute. This is almost the polar opposite <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yes, because the sister is constantly throwing herself at said brother. And yeah, they, yeah. Uh, the animation is very basic. Um, but it's uh, again the story itself turned out to be a lot more amusing than I originally thought and well no US companies picked it up I don't think any will <laughs> why I cannot well, let's see what's on the docket da, 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 it's kind of like da, da. ladies Whoa, versus no. butlers that was no, no. Those. a lot yeah. worse a lot I, I worse, lot worse. It's, it's, more like, yeah. it's more like Bigata HK if you ever saw that <laughs> I also okay. liked Bigata HK. <laughs> it was entertaining. It's more like Bigata HK and its entertaining factor. The, the, this seems to it's be a, a current trend of styles that they're currently releasing right now. It's, let's see how far we can push the Japanese censorship. Yes, yeah, so I can guarantee you right now, uh, the series of, of which we are now talking. Tinker Toy. Tinker Toy. Uh, <laughs> has come nowhere close to actually hitting the upper boundary. No. I think Seko, uh, Seki no Quasar last season still holds that particular uh, title. I mean, even yes. Queen's Blade hasn't quite gotten to Quasar's level. Nor has, uh, nor has, uh, ah, freezing. <laughs> <laughs> freezing after a while, freezing just kind of turned into more of the usual. Actually, the thing that's fun about freezing is, is as I've wa been watching it, I realize it has a lot more in burgers. common. What? <laughs> burgers. Tasty burgers. It has Tasty a lot burger. more burgers. Yeah, it has a lot more burgers. You might be hungry for burgers after watching yeah. this show. <laughs> No, freezing so is there any more... bad in and out jokes? Plenty. Let's go to in and out and get a burger. No, no. I think the baptizing jokes are bad enough. Yeah. Uh, with freezing, uh, the show has a lot more in common with shows from the early 90s, uh, particularly in the material that they're covering. It's one of those things um, aliens are looking to, well, wipe out humanity. And they're a group of... Uh, it's like Ava with boobies. Elitely trained and equipped individuals who are able to fight back. And, well, they just happen to be female. There is a reason for it that you find out later. But, um, yeah, you have a bunch of girls in a school and, well... It's essentially a harem anime. I'll okay, so right wait, now. where where do the burgers come in? Is this like CC's uh, like CC's pizza thing? Yes, kind of like that. The main yeah. character, one yeah, the of the main characters, Satellizer uh, is her name, but everybody just refers to Satellizer L. Bridget is the character's name, but her <laughs> actual name that usually people refer to her by is Stella. So well, when they're not referring to her by her title, the Untouchable, the Untouchable Queen. queen. <laughs> That 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 warrants an explanation, but it's one you're gonna have to pick up yourself. Yes. <laughs> uh, essentially, during the end, th during the end credits, the one of the first images you see of Satellizer is standing there with an arm full of burgers. <laughs> oh, actually, she has one in her and hand. Her hand is like, like, there's a taken the burger. Out. <laughs> I have come to Earth and I have discovered something I like a lot. <laughs> this isn't too love room. <laughs> so. Freezing turned out to be a lot more, well, serious business than we expected in a show like that. Yeah, it's exceedingly violent. Yeah, and, uh, well, it's like that for the first episode. You yeah, may not you... think it going in, but as soon as you watch the first episode, you're like, oh. Whoa. <laughs> Hello, violence. Violence in the system. It's kind of like if you're watching Higurashi for the first time and you miss the first couple minutes. Yeah, yeah if you seem to walk in five <laughs> minutes later, you've... You're completely unprepared yeah. for what you get later. I forget if uh, any of the uh, U.S. companies picked it up, but if Freezing? any have, uh -oh. 
uh, maybe Crunchyroll. Maybe Crunchyroll. Maybe I don't Crunchy. think so, though. I don't think they have, though. Let's see. Uh, other stuff that's coming out this season, we've got Level E. Level E, yes. Weirdest show ever, or at least pretty damn close. Uh, written by, originally, the manga creator who was responsible for Hunter Hunter and Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, this is a series that ran in comic books back in the late 90s, but it is essentially a story about aliens living amongst us. In particular, a set of aliens that we come to know very well, and depending on what your opinion of them, either love them to death or hate them. And mostly you either love them to death or hate them for the same reason. Uh, the prince is, well... A bad man. He is a bad man. He is a troll incarnate, you Troll incarnate's a good way to put it. Uh, but um, the animation style, very simple. Uh, it, it looks like something you get from the uh, later 90s. The later 90s. It has a very clean, clean lines. Uh, the characters are quite a bit more straight-laced. Realistic. Realistic yeah. is so is it more like old-cell animation and not modern? No, no, no. Computer-painted. No, no, it's more the uh, stylistic. The character approach. designs themselves. Character designs themselves. Okay. Uh, it's like more narrower eyes and you know sharper features. Definitely not Moe in any no ski jump noses. No, no, no. <laughs> That's there was going a, the entire way entirely. Th there was a trend for a while in the nineties well, where it was all ski was jump noses. One particular artist who was involved was in Escaflone and Heat Guy J and a couple of other series. Um, but lovely, pretty amusing. Uh, it is actually quite a bit more episodic than anything else running right now. Um, each story arc is three, two or three episodes. Two or three episodes. Uh, we do get continuing references to characters that appeared earlier in the show. But generally speaking, we get to see one scenario. It's done. We move on to the next. Yeah. Um, lovely has been picked up by Crunchyroll, I believe it is. So, so go take a look. Find it there. Go take a look. Uh, let's see what else is this season. Let's see if we've been talking to the microphone the entire time. Fractal. Fractal. Fractal is like the Miyazaki that got away. <laughs> <laughs> Studio Ghibli production that was not done by Studio Ghibli. Uh, basically, same... Uh, I forget if it's writer... What? Oh, okay. I forget if it's a writer or director who also did Eden of the East. Probably the director. Yeah. Um, but um, they have been uh, simulcasting through Funimation... Um, very interesting world setup. We're probably going to need to do a lot of fact checking for this next time. Yes. <laughs> Instead of going around, it's like that one thing from that one show. Yeah. <laughs> very interesting world setup, but um, it turned out to be a much different series than what we uh, first thought. Which is kind of a running joke this season. You know, suddenly became you know this kind of cute thing, and then serious business: people yeah. dying, getting shot. The like, primary Ooh. theme of the Ooh. series is uh, technology bad. And here's why. Although it doesn't necessarily linger on that particular point. Kind of it's, technology battle uses a crutch to it yeah, excess. Yeah. Don't do too much of anything in any way. Okay. Well, <laughs> since we don't have too much more time left, let's get to the meat. Madoka. Science. <laughs> <laughs> Puella Magica Madoka uh, has not been acquired by any of the uh, U.S. companies but for more simulcast. More specifically, Maho Shoujo Madoka Maho Magica. Shoujo. But um, is from Studio Shaft. Studio Shaft. Uh, with a character design who uh, was behind, uh, uh, her name is Ume. Aoi. Aoi Ume. Aoi Ume, who is behind the character designs at Hindamari Sketch. So it's a very, uh, well, moitastic designs. It, those uh, those <laughs> original character designs were interpreted by the same person who did the character designs for Bakano, actually. Mm -hmm. So they weren't directly done by uh, Ume Aoi, but 
but the original, original concepts. concepts so fun. you're saying it's filtered Moai Tasta. Filtered. Well, we'll show you a couple of it since you make that decision. <laughs> filtered. Now, uh, the series is Triple being directed Moe. by uh, your friend and mine, Akiyuki Shinbo. Uh, Shinbo. Uh, responsible for many atrocities. <laughs> many atrocities and many fantastic, fantastic glorious series. shows. Um, the show's being written by uh, Urobuchi Gen who is kind of a newcomer to anime. Uh, he's been involved with uh, Nitro. Nitro Plus. Nitro Plus. Doing visual novels. Yes. Uh, one of his previous series was Phantom of the Inferno. We got that a couple of seasons ago. And also Blast Writer, mm-hmm. uh, which did get a lot of play, I believe, on ANN. I believe they, they showed quite a bit Due of Due to it. their advertising. Yeah. Well, still, it's an interesting series. Uh, Urobuchi Gen is also working on the Fate Zero adaptation uh, that uh, UFO Table is going to be making a movie of sometime later this year, early next year. So for those of you who are fans of Fate Stay Night, that's later this year. Is it later this year? It is later this year. Okay, fantastic show. Um, But character design, uh, director. Oh, also the composer for the music... Uh, in Madoka was Kajiura Yuka. Who did Yuki. the, the uh, scores to Karno Kyokai. Kajiura Yuki. Kajiura Yuki, yeah. And basically it's like Shinbo got all these people together and gave us one of the best, at least to me, magical girl stories around. Yeah. Because uh, the uh, visuals are fantastic on it because it has the usual uh, shaft just it's a lot of odd angles interesting color palette choices uh the animation itself isn't particularly difficult or complex but it's very stylistic it's very heavily stylized and more than more than the animation itself the uh, art direction and the visual direction of the series takes a lot of interesting approaches that and of course the plot itself because basically i'm not going to see if i gave you away too much but the idea is the uh, magical girl uh classic kind of magical girl story except with a very faustian twist to it turned on its ear yeah in yeah. that basically in that basically one. there's a lot more to the contract than originally uh, thought yeah okay well but very very good check it out if you can uh, yeah. It is, unfortunately, at this moment, kind of on hiatus until next month. Yes. And this is something that I will be showing at Anime Banzai yeah. in the viewing room, unless, well, a company picks it up in between now and then, which I kind of doubt. <laughs> yeah, the, the the Magical Girl series genre as a whole, you don't get many of those brought across. You also don't get many uh, studios picking up Shaft. It's true. <laughs> a few. I mean, we, we got Patty Pony Dash, and we got... Uh, the Hitamari sketches. No, you didn't get Baka. Didn't? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking uh, Hitamari sketch, yeah. Anyways. Sorry. <laughs> because Hitamari sketch and Bakamanagatori are completely interchangeable. <laughs> no, I'm just, I thought that the, I thought that the, the first disc had already, oh, no, I'm still, erase this. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay, well, I hope everyone enjoyed this, our first Random session of random. Yeah. For those of you who left <laughs> this is 20 the random ago, session of random. Hey, we'll catch you next time. Yes. So until next time, thank you for listening yeah. and have a good one. Have a good night. Good day. <laughs> oh, I'm going to need a bit of a script. <laughs> yes.
If you have any suggestions or comments about this program, you can visit the podcast thread on the animebonsai.org message boards. You can also submit questions for us to answer, and we'll try to address them on future shows. So, until next time, and thank you for listening.